Hello and welcome. This is Perspective for Parents. My name is Nick Thompson, and this is a podcast for parents of adolescents. Thank you so much for taking the time to listen. Has your child hit the pandemic wall, as some are calling it? Would you say their motivational gas tanks are running on fumes or entirely empty? If that's the case, I would share with them, make it appealing, make it automatic, or make yourself accountable. It's my belief that those are the three main ways people get things done, especially when it comes to the actions, the tasks, the efforts or endeavors that people would describe as being difficult. Whether these actions are described as being annoying or arduous, tedious or tough, boring or burdensome, whatever the case, it seems to me that these three A's are the best forms of fuel when it comes to getting the difficult done. And I don't know if it's needed, but a quick description of each of these action A's. First, appealing. You do something because, yeah, you find it appealing. You enjoy it. It's something that you like to do. Next day, automatic. This is when you do something because you've made it a habit. It's become a part of your routine, a part of your life, to the point where doing it doesn't require much, if any, willpower, because it's just something that you do. And finally, accountable. You do something because you feel or you are accountable to someone or something for getting that thing done. Those are the three A's. So I share this framework with the youth I work with in an attempt to simplify and create a common language that can help them to better understand how to start, continue, and complete the actions they find difficult. Now, of course, there are many other ways that people get difficult things done, but I see these as the big three. And this framework can help to simplify the complex conversations that we have about avoidance, self-discipline, procrastination, and productivity. And another note on these big three A's of action. What's usually the case is that more than one of these A's is needed for the individual to get something done. We'll start with an example. As I share my breakdown of these A's of action, please think of your own. Okay, so ask yourself this. Why do you brush your teeth? For me, the main or primary reason I brush my teeth is because I've made it automatic. Meaning, it has become a part of my daily routine. It's just something I do. I don't really need to think about it. And it doesn't take much, if any, willpower to complete. But it's not the only A backing this action. Another reason I brush my teeth is due to feeling and being held accountable for my brushing. This feeling or acknowledgement of accountability usually arrives when I think about going in for my next dentist appointment. It can be seen that my dentist is responsible for holding me accountable when it comes to brushing my teeth. And I don't want him to think poorly of me. And finally, the smallest of these three A's is that I find it somewhat appealing to brush my teeth. Not so much while I'm doing it, but I do like the feeling of having clean teeth after I'm done brushing. So that's my brushing breakdown. Primary reason I brush my teeth is because I have made it automatic. Second A comes from feeling accountable to my dentist. And the smallest percentage is from finding a part of the process appealing. All right, so that's my breakdown. Think about what yours is. And I do realize 
There may be other reasons why you brush your teeth. It could be that you want to have a nice smile. Call that a, uh, an appropriate level of motivation via vanity. Or maybe you do it to avoid having to pay thousands of dollars in future dental bills. Call that a financial flavor of reasoning. So yeah, there are many reasons why people do the things they do. But if I'm being honest, I find that I usually lose young people, and pretty much all people, when my acronyms, reasons, or lists become too long or lengthy. But the biggest reason why I like this framework is because it goes about a common conversation differently. When you think about it, the parent-to-child conversation about how to get things done almost always comes after the parent is concerned about certain things not getting done. And with our youth, we usually will start with questioning why they aren't doing those things. Which, yes, it can be helpful. But this conversation often leads to the youth answering by doubling down or detailing their reasoning for not doing that thing. Let's take the enduring classic of a young person not doing their homework. Okay, so I'll act this out. All right. Billy, tell me, why aren't you doing your homework? Billy responds with, well, because I hate doing it. Just a little side note here. When you think about it, that is a fantastic reason why someone would not do something. Because they hate it. Well, yeah. I mean, I don't eat water chestnuts. Want to know why? Because I hate them. And actually, hate's too strong of a word. I've got that thing about only having three things you hate. Uh, I think I covered that in episode. I don't want to make water chestnuts uh, important enough to make it one of those three things. Okay, so I should say I strongly dislike the texture and taste of water chestnuts. But back to it. Okay, Billy, so I hear you. You hate doing your homework. Well, why do you hate it? Um, Billy doesn't take too much time here in responding with, because it sucks, I'm not interested in it, and I'll never, ever have to use most of what I'm learning later in life. Oh, that one. I'll never need to use this information in the future. I love that one. And I do find it interesting how often we then get into that fun disagreement about how, you know, you'd be surprised just how much you'll use geometry later in life. All right. So my point with all that is that it isn't always helpful or effective to approach this conversation by exploring why someone doesn't do something. These three A's, what they do is allow for multiple avenues that can help our youth find the ways that are needed to make it easier to get the difficult done. Because it's really important to know that my primary A might not be yours. And your primary A for a particular action might not work with your child. For example, if you work out, why do you work out? Are you one of those people I admire who like it, who love it? If that's you, good for you. Seriously, that, in my opinion, is the ideal. But if you encourage other people and your kids to exercise and you only use the angle of telling them that it's fun and that they should actually enjoy it, if that's your only approach, you might find that that recommendation doesn't always land too well. Because many people, people who do actually work out consistently, do so because they have made it automatic or they've made themselves accountable to a friend, workout buddy, or maybe a group of people. Or maybe they feel accountable for exercising due to a doctor or their physical trainer. And that's okay. 
whatever gets the job done. Okay. And I also wanted to share a possible way to enter this conversation. What you can do is you can ask your child why or how they are able to do the things they do that others or even themselves see as being difficult. Why do they work out? Why do they practice the piano? Why do they write stories, make YouTube videos? Or why is it that they're able to do their homework for that one class? Because what you'll find is the language one uses to describe why they do something difficult, in that language, in their response, you'll often find what A of action is their primary fuel. When someone responds to your why with, well, because I enjoy it. It's fun. I like doing it. That would be the A of appealing. If they say, well, it's just something I do. Or you know what? I'm not entirely sure. It's just something I've always done. It's a part of my life, part of my routine. That would be the A of automatic. And finally, if you hear responses like, it's just something I have to do. I don't really have a choice in the matter. Or I'll get in trouble if I don't. I don't want to disappoint them. Or maybe it's, I want so-and-so to be proud of me. Those would be the A of accountable. What I see as the beauty or utility of this is that we can have a conversation with our youth about how they can add or amplify one of those three A's so that they can get those difficult things done and ultimately be freed up to live the lives they want to live. As it's been said, self-discipline equals freedom. So back to that first A, appealing. What I share with youth is that it's going to be a whole lot easier to get things done if you don't hate doing it. Now, as a parent, you might not be able to convince them to love it, but maybe they can move from hatred to dislike, or from dislike to meh, or from meh to it's all right, I guess. There are several ways to move up the enjoyment spectrum, but the main way is to focus on the parts of the process that you enjoy, or focus on the feeling that arrives once you've finished. But if trying to make it appealing doesn't work all that well, maybe it'd be helpful to add some accountability. If so, who can you share your intentions with? Who do you respect enough to ask them to hold you accountable? This will increase significantly the likelihood of you doing that difficult thing. And finally, if your child can't learn to like it and they don't want to be held accountable for doing it, well, it may be time to make it automatic. The science of creating habits, what it does is it shows us that by doing a difficult task at the same time, in the same location, and as part of a sequence, by doing that, you can make something automatic much quicker, much sooner than you might imagine. Willpower, it's a limited resource. So I tell the youth I work with, it's not a great or sustainable form of fuel to use when trying to get difficult things done. It's my belief. That if you were to read every article, every book on procrastination, self-discipline, and productivity, what I think you'd find is that the vast majority of all the recommendations provided, all of them would fall into one of these three A's of action. Additionally, I thought it'd be a good idea to make this the topic for the week because I know that these last few months of the school year, especially this school year, when many students have already hit that pandemic wall, during this time, it can be really difficult for our youth to get the difficult done. Highly, highly difficult when their motivational gas tanks are empty. So I wanted to share this. But if you'd like more on the topic of procrastination, 
I did about three and a half hours on it, over 13 episodes in October. But I realize many of you may not have the time, and maybe you're not interested in trying to explain the 12 members of the procrastination posse to your child. Or if you did listen to those episodes, much appreciated. But if you did so, maybe you wanted a more manageable and easier to share framework to use with your child when you're having the difficult conversation about how to get the difficult done. Thank you for listening. If you found this podcast useful, please subscribe, rate, review, and share with a friend. If you would like to find more information about this podcast or my upcoming presentations, please check out my website, perspectiveforparents.com. Spelled out, that's perspective, the number four, parents.com. Thanks again.